to the Silent Plus podcast. I am Josh Wofford, and across the table from me is John Nicholson. I'm here once again. And we are continuing our discussion on spiritual disciplines. And just from the outset, John, I, I really want to say that I thought yesterday's, we're recording this on Monday, so right. yesterday's service Sunday on feasting was probably my favorite in this series so far. Well, who doesn't love a good feast? I'm now, that's on. true. That's true. And, and you brought that up where Baptists were known for that. That's right. Uh, but but even more so, I think Christians should be known for that. Yeah. And I thought you made that point really well. I, mean, I appreciate that. You know, and it's, it's one of those things, as we were talking about in our, our pregame notes here, as we uh, are trying to get our heads together about what we're going to talk about on this podcast, I, I think one of the things that we miss or that we have... Um, Maybe push to the side, or I don't really know how to get at it, but that, that God wants us to have joy, uh, yeah. expects us to have joy. And there's this idea, I think, that at least out there, that if we're really going to be Christian, then we've got to be dead serious and dour and you know, just all. Uh, but man, turn it loose, enjoy, rejoice, uh, have a party. You know? And I thought that was really clear in your sermon. And I, I, <laughs> I thought, man, this was really good. There was good participation from everybody else saying amen right. to all that stuff. And man, it was just, it was a good Sunday, in my opinion. Just wanted to say, say that at the outset. That I, I always just appreciate the affirmation. I will tell you, it was funny, I won't call her name, but one of, the, one of our church members was back for our Sunday evening study. And uh, first thing they said to me when they came in was, had a feast today. Yep. And uh, so they were rejoicing. And, and I tell you, that's been one of the fun things. And we've talked a little bit about this with this sermon series is just the engagement that people have have had even prior to us coming up with the notion of a podcast this has just been another point of contact and and again to those of you who are tuning in listening thank you for that thank you for that engagement it's just an affirmation that maybe we're scratching at a bit of an itch and providing some additional content to help us think through some of these matters but throughout this whether it was bible reading or uh you know uh, scripture memory or whatever uh the church family as a whole I'm getting regular comments and conversations throughout the week yeah. about um, you know how they're working at, how they're thinking through, even somebody stopping me and sharing their memory verse that they're working on. You know, uh, just that engagement—it's just been so affirming, and been, it's really been a joy to watch that as a pastor. And there's there's some of that. Oh me, you know, they're they're really listening. Oh, they're what are we going to do with this? <laughs> People actually That's listen right. to what you say, That's John. Right. They weren't napping after all, but uh, you know. Uh, so it, it's been really good. And the feasting thing is, you know, it was just such a joy to, to be able to um, to unpack that and realize, you know, this is a discipline. This is something that God was saying, I expect you to do this yeah. regularly. And, and that's kind of the direction I was thinking about going right here at the beginning. Yeah, in we, case you didn't know, we don't really have a hard and fast plan for these podcasts. We just, we kind of start the, the, we hit record and we just kind of go with it and see where we go. So y'all are on board for the ride. So hang it's on. Just, it's just a conversation. That's, That's really it. what it is. Uh, but one of the things I was thinking about was let's talk about why this is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Because we all eat. Right. So what makes this different than just going out to eat? Well, isn't that one of the questions that they ask at the Passover? What makes this night different? Yeah. You know, that's part of the Jewish thing that, that they do. And I think it is the discipline of, one, of doing it because they're in uh, Leviticus 23. The first feast is the Sabbath feast. It is a weekly remembrance. It's a weekly moment of celebration that God is commanding his people to have 
to remember his goodness to them, right? Uh, how much he provides for them, and you know it doesn't depend on them. That's the whole notion of Sabbath that they're taking this break and realizing, God, you are taking care of me today when I'm not doing anything to provide for myself. You, this is on you. And that's how our lives really are, anyway. And that day, just to remember that. But God commands that, and then the other seven feasts, or there's six feasts and a fast, if I remember right. Um, that took some doing. You know, I, I'm thinking as I was preparing this about our Thanksgiving preparations that normally happen. I mean, you know, we have both sides of our family at our house. There'll be 50, 70 people there, plus some odds and ends from the community. I mean, it's just a... It's beautifully chaotic. It is beautifully chaotic, but it is a... It's an undertaking. I mean, yeah, you know... It's a lot. The yard's got to be taken care of. The house has got to be clean more than it's normally clean. And, you know, I mean, there are a lot of things and the turkey's got... I mean, there's a lot that goes into it just to make that moment happen. And as I was looking at the Old Testament feasts, most of these were feasts that they were supposed to travel to Jerusalem to participate in. You think about preparing a feast to travel with. Mm-hmm. And this, these were not small events. You know, imagine there was some, some hair pulling and some you know, whining about, why have we got to do this again? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. But God says, no, this is, a, this is something that you need to do. Right. Um, and part of it's just remember, like I say, how good he really is to us. Yeah. One of the words that have just has kept popping up over this entire conversation is intentionality. Yeah. And we can do so many different things, but if we're not doing them intentionally in community, intentionally toward God, uh, intentionally uh, to, to grow ourselves, then... I think then it ceases to be a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. And so we can feast all we want to, but like what you talked about, that would just expand our waistlines and not our heart lines. Right. Uh, and that was a good line. But... Yeah, I, man, I, <laughs> I should have went on Twitter and tweeted it and hashtagged you and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I, I didn't think about it at the moment. But It's not too late. No, no okay. it's not too late. I may go back and do that. But I, I, one of the things that just kind of, uh, has helped me think about this whole thing is I read a book called The Things of Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's from, you know, things of earth will grow strangely dim right. in light of his glory and grace. And so just thinking about how do we think about the things of earth in the light of God's glory and grace? Mm-hmm. And so how do we enjoy what you said, the gifts, uh, without making the gifts better than the giver. giver. That's right. Because he gives us the gifts to enjoy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give us the gifts so that we can say, oh, well, I don't need these, God, and just sacrifice everything. Uh, he's given us them to enjoy. And so how do we enjoy God through his gifts? And one of the examples that he the, the book kept going back to was food. Yeah. You know, you sit down to a great meal, and it's easy to get enraptured in the meal itself. Right. Uh, it's easy to just think about maybe the atmosphere of the restaurant you went to or there's uh, the company that's that, that's with you and there's nothing wrong with enjoying those they're gifts that God has they're given part us of it. to enjoy they absolutely are but they are always meant to lead us closer to God yeah we should enjoy God and worship God through the enjoyment of food sure the enjoyment of the company that's with us and uh, of course that book that i read had more to do than uh, more to talk about than just food it was talking about our houses our cars just everything else uh physical and even non-physical things that that we enjoy and so as you were talking about that 
just this idea of food being a means through which I can worship God mm-hmm. in its appropriate context. And I'll talk about fasting next week. There you go. Uh, and you mentioned gluttony. I'll mention it some more next week. And so, yeah, there are parameters around those things. But just because there are parameters doesn't mean we just need to throw it out altogether right. and say this is an inappropriate means when God said, no, it is appropriate means to celebrate and enjoy me. Yeah, and, and I think this is another one of these things. With, with, with discipline, we tend to think of, oh, this is hard. This is terrible. This is, this is you know, uh, it's going to really cost me something. It's going to be a, a challenge or a chore. When sometimes that discipline it is just a joy, you know, I mean, because mm-hmm. I get this is one of those get tos, you know, because God right. has provided this, and you talk about the joy of food, you know, He He created it that way for us to enjoy, and most often to enjoy in company with others. I mean, that's the idea that's there, and because there are some marvelous bonds that happen um, when we sit down to a meal with someone else. And that's that's a part of this. And then you add the concept or the notion of feasting with regularity and with intentionality of, of keeping our focus on God, acknowledging His goodness to us. And it just adds a, a richness to all of this. Plus, it reminds us that the spiritual life is really, to pick up your term for me, the, the down-in-the-dirt kind of spirituality. because. Oh, yeah. It's very deeply connected to our physical life. It's not that we've got this oh, ghostly kind of, you know, spiritual mm-hmm. something. But sitting down to a good meal with some good friends or with some strangers or whatever, but sitting down and intentionally acknowledging God's presence and His purpose in our being together at that moment, it's an incredibly spiritually rich moment for us. And we need to acknowledge that and celebrate that. And But to the, the discipline comes in that intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting gears slightly. Yeah, yeah. I'll toss you a softball here. All right, here. here we go. Does Jesus practice the discipline of, fat, uh, of feasting? Oh, absolutely he does. This friend of sinners, as he's called. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he was, you know, the Pharisees couldn't get over the fact that he, he ate with just anybody. You know, he'd mm-hmm. sit down with anybody um, and, and celebrate with them. And, and so what does that mean for us in our feasting? We, we need to be doing it. <laughs> and, and we probably need to be maybe not so picky about who we might would eat with. I, I, that's I, that's kind of where I was getting. I, I think particularly in our day and age. Now, that we can go back and do all the cultural studies of, sure. of feast and stuff back then. Uh, and that's, that's good. We need to do that. But let's think for a second about, okay, for even in the New Testament, they would have people over in order to possibly get something out That's of right. having them at their house, right. whether it's an invitation back to the other person's house or whatnot. But Jesus says, when you hold a feast, who are you supposed to call? Invite the, the lowlifes, the folks that you're not going to get any from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people that you are to expect nothing back from. Yeah. And so I'm not saying we should not eat with family and, and, <laughs> and our best friends and things like that. Right. But I think we do need to think about some of the feasts in our life and, and how we can go about living the way Jesus did in his feasts. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, even to reach back further into the Old Testament context, these feasts would stand in really stark contrast 
to their neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, the pagan neighbors, those that were worshiping Baal or Moloch or whoever. You know, these gods were so demanding. These gods were just, you know, if 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 they didn't show up with whatever, then you know the blessing of rain wouldn't come or whatever. Yeah, there's always what can the gods? What do I have to bring to the gods so the gods might bless me? These were just the polar opposite of that. God has already blessed us. Mm-hmm. We're just going to sit down and enjoy that. Let's enjoy it. And yeah. so it, it stands, and, and I think to bring that model into our 21st century culture where something is always demanding something from us. What's in it for me? What am I going to get from this relationship? What's the, what's the return on investment here? But for us just to sit down and say, God has blessed us, and we want to share that blessing with you, and we want to share our joy with you. Yeah. It's a powerful gospel witness that we have an opportunity to give uh, as we invite that neighbor, that friend, that uh, you know, that person that we uh, don't expect anything from. Right. Let me let me bring up the Deuteronomy passage because again, that that one just surprised me when I was going back through and pulling that. That God even commands, you know, these people that are having to travel to be at this feast, and He says, "Buy whatever you want for it, you know, food or you know your lamb or your goat," and even goes to the wine and even strong drink. And that's again, mm. that is contrary to our Baptist uh, sensibilities. Yeah. But here, God is is He He's almost saying. You're not going to enjoy yourself enough. We, we and I, I think I took that to say where I, it landed with me is I, I will pull back before God is through giving. Yeah. And, you know, the Westminster Shorter Catechism says the chief end of man is to, to love God and to enjoy Him forever. Yeah, that's right. And I wonder if this feasting is a way for us to, to enter into that idea of just enjoying, to, to, to relax. Yeah. You know, because that's another thing about when we sit down at a really good meal, and there's there's just that sense of we're here and this is good. You know, there's nothing else that's on the schedule for the day. That's the idea of a Sabbath. You know, there's nothing else that's hammering us. We got to get up at you know seven forty five so we can make the next appointment. Right. No, we're just here. We're going to enjoy each other. What a beautiful picture that is of what God is inviting us into. Just to rest in Him, to to walk with Him, uh, to be with Him intentionally. And like I said, I think sometimes we draw back from that because, oh, no, I, I've got to do something else. I've got to achieve something. I've got to create another level of, of achievement with that so that I can earn. No, God says it's all grace. Yeah. And, and just to embrace that. And, again, that stands in total contrast to what our, our culture is, is trying to sell us. Oh, that's so good. So uh, here's the $80,000 question. Oh, the big one. Okay. Will there be food on the new heavens and new earth? Oh, absolutely. What are you talking about? Have you not read the end of Revelation? Again, I'm just throwing you softballs These here. are softballs, man. Josh is going easy on me today. <laughs> I mean, you know, this whole wedding feast of the Lamb. You but, know? but so there's a wedding feast, but will there be, do you think there will be other feasts? Absolutely. Throughout eternity. Why not? Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, I, I mean, the, I, the tree of life is there and it's bearing fruit, what, 12 times a day? Do I remember that? I mean, it's bearing fruit all the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, why would it be bearing fruit so that we can eat it? I mean, come yeah. on, you know. Yeah, there's going to be good eats in, in heaven. What are you talking about? So would you say, again, <laughs> I'm throwing something <laughs> I'm just making this conversation question-based. That's good, all right. Uh, would you say that when we get together, feast as families and friends and, and brothers and sisters in Christ, it's just a small taste of heaven? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I think we all have a sense of that. Yeah. You know, I, I think back, you know, we mentioned our Thanksgiving gatherings over at our house. There's a sense of this is right. This is good. As you said, there is it's a wonderfully chaotic moment. Yeah. 
but it's so good. I think because there is no pressure, there is no, you know, here we are. And let's just, the whole point is for us to enjoy good food, yes, and it is good food. Mm-hmm. But to enjoy the company and the blessing of those relationships uh, and developing, you know, and one one of the, the wonderful blessings that's come out of that, and I just kind of wander off into this, to give you that foretaste of heaven, uh, Irma Jean has, has become a regular guest for our Thanksgiving yeah. uh, gathering, and that's just a joy. Uh, there was one year, uh, in the last few years, I, I actually was sick. I had the flu at Thanksgiving. I was upstairs in the bed, and Irma Jean is downstairs. I'm telling on her. Uh, she's downstairs <laughs> teaching my family how to gamble. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, they, they were playing Pokino or something like that. But I, every now and then, they would just get raucously loud. I would hear this roar, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, pull the pillow over my head. You know, everybody's down there having a great time. <laughs> and I thought, oh, how much I would love to be down there in the middle of what's going on. Right. And it was just this it was just this sense of, yeah, this is exactly right, and we look forward to those moments. So do I think those kinds of things are going to absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh. So uh, we will probably, most likely, I haven't even talked to you, talk about evangelism as a spiritual discipline. Absolutely. Uh, and so that will be coming up uh, in the next few weeks. But how do you think we can use feasting yeah. as a form of evangelism? You know, and I think all of these disciplines feed into that. Oh, sir. Uh, either yeah. in preparation or in the direct parts of our conversation that come up through our prayer, through our Bible reading. You know, I, I had an opportunity today to share with someone else that our men's group had prayed for them today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and not all those people are believers. You know, those are, those are all evangelistic moments and sh- informative things. And I, I certainly this whole notion of feasting, like I say, because I think when we embrace it in a way that God directs us to, and, and practice that discipline of intentionality of saying, God, we want to honor you in this time. We want to have a Godward focus in this and, and invite you to be in and be a part of this. It stands, again, in direct contrast to what our culture is is feeding us, that you know, you've got to achieve, you've got to show up, and you've got to look so-and-so, or you got whatever. But when we come as God's people and just enjoy it, it is a powerful picture, like you said, a, a foretaste yeah. of what is to come. Well, we're getting toward the end. Cool. So, one last question. Very well. Most memorable feast oh, wow. you've ever had? Oh, it, I, I'm going to have to reach back to some of my childhood Christmases with mm. family. Yeah. And those were breakfast feasts because um, that's just something I could remember. My, my uncle, he would always make the biscuits. And uh, just sitting around the table, there was one year when we um, at Christmas celebrated the Lord's Supper together after breakfast. Just, just to honor Christ, and I, I remember that. That was a really a beautiful, beautiful time. And then some of the others, as I've talked about, you know, these in recent years, the gatherings uh, yeah. there at the house for Thanksgiving have really been some beautiful times. There were a couple of family um, nights that we shared while we were on vacation at you know various restaurants. There was one night that we still talk about. We were just loud, and everybody was probably thinking <laughs> we had had too much wine or strong drink, but we hadn't. I uh, hadn't had any of that even. You know, uh, kids were still young, but we were just we were just enjoying being there. And I, and I think that's for me. You know, I can think back to some really good food I've had, but it's never the food. It's yeah. always who I am with. Right. Um, 
Yeah. How about for you? Yeah, for me, uh, the the first one that pops to mind was our wedding yeah. and the reception dinner there, and uh, I didn't get to eat very much uh, or, or really get to sit and enjoy it. But going around, because went Becca and I went around to each table and talked to, wow. tried to talk to every single person there. And I mean, there was probably 300 right. people there. So it was a lot of walking around. It was a lot of talking, but it was getting to see them and see them enjoying themselves and getting to see them enjoying one another's company. It was just, that was special. And that was kind of the small piece of yeah. New Heaven that, that I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, but uh, something that was regularly occurring was you were talking about Christmas as a kid on Christmas Eve night I'd go over to my grandparents house we'd have family over and we'd have steak and potatoes nice and then wake up Christmas morning open up presents then have breakfast with uh, my uh, immediate and and just extended family grandparents stuff like that and those we still do that we still make sure to do that and uh, those are just some anchor points uh, in in my life and stuff so but again Again, it's we could have gotten together and had potato soup. Sure, but it was being there. It, it wasn't just steak and potatoes, even though that was a perk. Right. Because uh, I can praise the Lord through some <laughs> good steak and potatoes, but I can also praise the Lord through good potato soup with and just sitting around uh, with family as right. well. And so, but but yeah, those those are mine. Any last thoughts about all this, John? Yeah, I, I think. Intentionality is absolutely part of it. Speaking that Godward word to, to focus everybody's attention for a moment. You know, right. Here's why we're here. Whether it's a Sabbath uh, lunch gathering, you know, a Sunday gathering, or if it's one of these other special occasions, Christmas feast, a Thanksgiving feast, birthday feast, whatever. But let's 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 be intentional about doing that. And then for the evangelism component, who who can we share this with? Mm-hmm. And it may not be that they're gonna be there at the table, but Generally, at most of our feasts, we're going to have some leftovers, and we don't want to feed them all to the dogs. Could we share that with someone else and say, we just want to share some of our joy with you and yeah. give a good meal? That's good. Um, so those are just some, some simple ways to take that feasting, make it a personal discipline, but also make it a public discipline. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to eating. No doubt. Let's go eat. I'm hungry <laughs> I'm now. Already getting hungry. <laughs> well, guys, thank you all so much for joining us again on the Silent Plus podcast. Please share this, comment, uh, re- uh, give it a review. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are because I'm having a blast. It is. Uh, I know John is as well. So uh, hopefully we'll see you again next time. So we'll see you soon. Very good.